Welcome back to Level Headed. I'm Jack Brewer. And as you know, my favorite segment is the dirty truth. And I'm here with my good friend and brother, Dr. Christopher Mesler. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us, man. My pleasure, man. Welcome to the house. Thank you. Glad <laughs> to be in the house. <laughs> Dr. Chris, you are a conservative strategist um, as well as an author. Uh, and you hit on a lot of these topics that we're about to discuss. Sure. And I just, I really wanted to get your feedback first and foremost on the Judge Kavanaugh confirmation. Mm -hmm. But before you start talking, I want everybody to check out this very inspiring, historic speech by Senator Collins. Check it out. Our Supreme Court confirmation process has been in steady decline for more than 30 years. One can only hope that the Kavanaugh nomination is where the process has finally hit rock bottom. Judge Kavanaugh has received rave reviews for his 12-year track record as a judge, including for his judicial temperament. That Judge Kavanaugh is more of a centrist than some of his critics maintain is reflected in the fact that he and Chief Judge Merrick Garland voted the same way in 93% of the cases that they heard together. There has also been considerable focus on the future of abortion rights based on the concern that Judge Kavanaugh would seek to overturn Roe v. Wade. Protecting this right is important to me. I asked the judge point blank whether he had made any commitments or pledges to anyone at the White House, to the Federalist Society, to any outside group on how he would decide cases. He unequivocally assured me that he had not. I found her testimony to be sincere, painful, and compelling. I believe that she is a survivor of a sexual assault. Nevertheless, the four witnesses she named could not corroborate any of the events of that evening gathering. And I do not believe that the claims such as these need to be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. Nevertheless, fairness would dictate that the claims at least should meet a threshold of more likely than not. On average, an estimated 211,000 rapes and sexual assaults go unreported every year. We must listen to survivors, and every day we must seek to stop the criminal behavior that has hurt so many. My fervent hope is that Brett Kavanaugh will work to lessen the divisions in the Supreme Court so that we have far fewer 5-4 decisions, and so that public confidence in our judiciary and our highest court is restored. Mr. President, I will vote to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. Hmm. 
Wow, very powerful. Dr. Chris, Senator Collins is by far the most liberal senator in the entire uh, judiciary. Yes. And, and so hearing her speech, I mean, she went line by line, line mm -hmm. by line. This woman did her diligence on Brett Kavanaugh. She did. And I, I think, you know, for me, she, it, it was summed up. She had a quote, and I've been saying this over and over. I've even tweeted it out. When passions are the most inflamed, fairness is the most in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. If passions yes. are the most inflamed, yes. fairness is the most in jeopardy. And right. I think that's what we're seeing here. What do you think? Yeah, that's absolutely what we're seeing. And we saw that in the entire uh, debate because you had the people who were very, very passionate because they believed uh, what, in fact, Dr. Ford said. Mm -hmm. And they believed that she was treated unfairly. And so you saw this big explosion. You know, you saw people coming out of the woodwork. And it didn't help that you had uh, the porn lawyer um, <laughs> coming out <laughs> with some uh. people who were extremely not credible because he is concerned about moving himself into the spotlight. Yep. So that ginned up a lot of unnecessary stuff. And as a result of that, we never really had the opportunity to have the kind of hearings we would have had before. How do, how do the Democrats get away with clinging on to such discreditable information? I mean, I think, for me, the point where I said, you know what, enough is enough, is when they started with the allegations of the man gang raping people, drugging mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. I mean, someone that does those type of things, mm -hmm. uh, they have a history of doing it. Yeah. And, you know, someone from like Brett Kavanaugh, none of these accusations were corroborated. How can the Democrats really attach on to this type of nonsense? Because the Democrats, if you look at kind of what has happened since 2016, their only message has been, we hate Trump and anybody who is surrounded mm -hmm. by him. That's it. So this is a continuation of that message. That's how they're able to get away with it because, and then you have the people on their side saying, yeah, yeah, we agree with you. Mm -hmm. You know, he's putting in place this extreme nominee. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just not the facts. I mean, and, and those, those have been their comments since 2016. And so they take a guy like Brett Kavanaugh, and I think I looked out, I read another report that actually said, I mean, he's in line almost 95% with most of the most liberal mm -hmm. of the George judges in the land. He and, is. <laughs> and he is. so, you know, you, you, you start really peeling back uh, the, real, the real stats and the real facts here, uh, and you see that this is all about the anti-Trumpers. Right. But my question now is, what does this mean for the midterm elections? Well, for the midterm elections, I think it means a couple of things. Democrats are the losers. They have no control of any branch of government. So they're going to be very passionate, and they're going to get their people out to the polls. Republicans need to make sure that, in fact, if they're going to win, mm -hmm. that they don't just stay on the laurel of, well, we won with, with the justice being appointed to the court. Yeah. And I think that's what you're going to see play, uh, play out. 
Yeah, and I, I, I just read recently that it seems, I think, over the course of the last week, uh, momentum has started to shift from the Democratic side to the Republican side. Um, I, I personally was a little bit shocked because um, mm -hmm. you see the news and you turn it on and you see everything's uh, about, you know, those that are backing women saying you have to believe her uh, no matter <laughs> what. And so I yeah. really thought it would be the opposite and really, you know, light up the Democrats. But I think the opposite has actually happened. Yeah. And, and the reason for that is because uh, Republicans came out and said, wait, 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 wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you can just besmirch someone's reputation based on a memory from 30-something years ago? <laughs> and so, that you know, they all came out and said, wait a minute, no, this is just simply not right. Yeah. So that galvanized them. The question, though, however, for Republicans, if they intend to win, they cannot just say, okay, that's over. Um, let's move on to something else. And you know in this country, the 24-hour news cycle, it'll be something yeah, else. That's right. So I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I say that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I voted Democrat every election except for the election of Donald J. Trump where I voted for Donald Trump. Yes. And yeah. So I don't consider myself a true Republican or Democrat. I'm someone that try to stay in the middle, which is why I named this show Level Headed. I right. try to take a, 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 a step back. Yeah. from all the minutia, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But this one kind of pissed me off yeah. because it even got me inflamed. You know, when I start seeing men that are accused publicly yeah. with no cooperation, no. I immediately go back to Emmett Till. Yes. I'm a black guy, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think living in a country like America where we do have so many freedoms and we do have so much opportunity, as a black man... We need the law. We yes. need justice because we are always the first ones to get in prison first. Correct. We have longer sentences, and it's you know we 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 are committed. The, excuse me. We are convicted mm -hmm. of crimes much faster than anybody else. I just don't understand how black folks and liberals and minorities are supporting this nonsense after all we've been through as a people. Well, because it is this whole, you see what it, it, liberals have been able to do is to really play on the psyche of black folks in particular. <laughs> and so it's always been this stick with us, stick with us, we'll give you, give you what? <laughs> you know, and, I, you know, and I'm one of these people, I don't believe it, the government should give me anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the whole kind of notion. They've been able to play on that. And in fact, I, I hear, I have a lot of Democratic friends who would say, mm -hmm. well, you know, the Democratic Party is more inclusive, more inclusive than what? Mm -hmm. I mean, that becomes the issues. The economic policies certainly are not uh -huh. beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, all this notion of, and they, they talk about prison reform, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, we go back to Hillary Clinton and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, her notion of what prison reform is. Mandatory minimum. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so we're dealing with that right now. But I think, you know, in America, it's been this notion of moving towards this, oh, okay, well, I'm more comfortable with this party hmm. and not really critically examining that. And until we do that, mm -hmm. right, it's going to be a sad state of affairs. But if, if anything should be able to ignite 
the black community and wake the black community up, for me it would be this. I mean, you put yeah. a man and you persecute this man right in front of the entire nation mm -hmm. with not one single corroborating fact in the entire case. Not one person came out and said, I seen him there, or she told me this back then, right. or this happened, or I was with her. Out of all of those cases, you did not have one single corroborating fact. How on earth can anybody support that? Well, mess? because you're thinking logically <laughs> about the, about what what occurred. You're thinking, okay, here are all of these things for a number of blacks and for a number of liberals who have been brainwashed by this whole liberal hmm. you know, identity thing, and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. They're like, well. He's a man of privilege. He's a white man of privilege. That doesn't apply to me. And I keep hearing that conversation, and I'm thinking, you know. You that white woman wasn't poor, first <laughs> That's off. right. That white woman she is, a, poor. is a professor, and the neighborhood right. they were living in, and the school yeah. they were going to was nobody in those She's a USC grad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but it's like they, it, this, this whole notion of being brainwashed mm. around this issue. When I saw the issue, I could easily see myself in that situation. Yep, for sure. Me yeah, too. Exactly. Me too. And it, it kind of scared me. Right. Because I'm thinking, okay, we really have an entire half of our country that will literally lock you up mm -hmm. with no corroborating information behind it. Right. No factual whatsoever. data whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable, but, Yeah, man. but see, the, way, <laughs> the, the thing about it is, like I said, you're looking at this logically. It goes back to the kind of whole emotional piece and, well, that doesn't really apply. Well, yeah, it does apply to you. That's your everyday life. Everyday life. And there's 1.3 or 4, I forget the number of black men sitting in, right. in, in the penitentiary right now for nonviolent crimes. Exactly. And <laughs> it's unbelievable. So let, let's move on real quick. The Me Too movement yeah. um, has really... Mm -hmm. Join this entire anti-Kavanaugh sure. push. Um, you know, it's a continuation from their perspective mm -hmm. of the Me Too movement. Um, and I read an interesting article um, in the AP yes. uh, that just came out this weekend. And talking about the task force and actually the number of high-profile Me Too cases, mm -hmm. none of them had gone to jail. Right. And it says the task force has considered charges against 22 suspects. Right, mm -hmm. Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, all the guys yeah. that we've heard, Moonves from C CBS. But in 14 of the cases, charges were declined mm -hmm. because the allegations were reported either too late right. or didn't have enough factual information behind them. Right. The only person that's going to jail is Bill Cosby, people. <laughs> that's it. Bill Cosby, the black man, the only man that went, that's gone to prison over the whole Me Too movement. Oh, what is going on? Well, and, 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 and so part of the reason that Bill Cosby went to jail was, remember the speech he gave about um, black men, you need to pull up your pants yes. and all of that. Yes. Once that speech happened, so many members of the black community turned against him mm -hmm. after that speech. And in fact, they allowed this prosecution to occur you know, I was a prosecutor. Yeah. You know, when mm -hmm. you're prosecuting a case the day before the statute of limitations mm. runs, 
that's when you're going to go file your case? And oh. you didn't hear a whole uproar yeah. from black folks. Had it would have been different, though, had he not given that speech. Mm. Because you heard a lot of people, oh, he's airing our, d our dirty laundry. You need to pull your damn pants up. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's the that's bottom line. I didn't look at it like that. <laughs> you know. But I did, I mean, listen, I know I have seen and heard and I've talked to women myself mm -hmm. who have been sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And I know that brother is sick. And yeah. all I got to say is, 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 is hopefully, you know, justice prevails because we do have a problem. We've had a problem over, over the history of, of time with, with women being sexually assaulted. Of course. Right? But, you know, I think I mentioned this to you before, where my perspective kind of changes and the reason why I'm able to be open-minded and level-headed uh, when it comes to these topics is I had to sit through trials mm -hmm. of watching my college teammates yeah. who were accused of rape mm -hmm. in college. Mm -hmm. They were kicked out of school before their trial. Mm -hmm. And every single one of them was acquitted because it was found, it was all, it always came out that the woman was actually lying. Mm -hmm. And so my only message to people is you cannot convict someone when there is no facts and no corroborating exactly. information against them. I've watched so many black men lose their yes. lives, kicked out of school, they lost their entire sports career because a woman was embarrassed because she had sex with them or whatever the, the other details behind it was. The parents were upset because mm -hmm. she was late to getting home. All these things, they happen too. And so I think this is, for me, that woke up. Yeah. That memory in my mind. Yeah. And that's what really has me so motivated to stand up against this injustice against men, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that becomes a, you, you, the, the, the thing. It's like just because the woman says it so apparently that's where we're moving. Mm -hmm. At that point, you don't need evidence. You don't need any of those kinds of things. So for me, then. What does that say about the relationship between women and men? Yeah. You know, because dudes are going to be like, no, no, I'm nah, good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 100%. Well, Dr. Chris, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you. You are a very intelligent man. Stay right here, though, because we're be coming right back here. for another segment. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. I want to thank GoRx.org for their amazing sponsorship of Level Headed. Go now, download GoRx.org and save up to 95% on your prescription drugs. It's amazing. I use it myself uh, whenever I have to go get a prescription filled for my parents or for myself or my children. Go now today works at CVS, Walgreens, any major drugstore. That's GoRx.org. That's GoRx.org. Save up to 95%. At Gents, we have defined the Wear Anywhere baseball cap, a luxury cap that can be worn both at formal and casual events. Our sophisticated design aesthetic and luxury materials are noted in GQ magazine, Vanity Fair, details, and can be seen worn by many athletes and entertainers. Look and feel like billions in the boardroom, when you're traveling, on the golf course, and when you're with your friends. Now go close that big deal. Purchase your Gents Caps and Apparel at GentsCo.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was an all-purpose medicine to help handle almost all your household medical needs? Now, with Vitastim, there is. 
VitaStem is a new, FDA-registered, topical antibiotic that treats 10 times faster and more in depth. From razor burn, to acne, to cuts and scrapes, and even to mosquito bites, VitaStem is your all-in-one solution to many needs. Don't suffer. Heal with VitaStem. Learn more at VitaStem.net. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is segment two of The Dirty Truth. I'm here with my good friend, Dr. Chris. Um, Dr. Chris, you are writing, I'm sorry, you're releasing a book uh, coming up, right? Yes, sir. And your book is called Divided We Stand, The Quest for America's Soul. Yes, sir. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. That sounds fire. Yes, sir. So tell us about the book. Why did you write it? Yeah. And what do you want people to be able to take from it? Well, it really just looks at why we're such a divided country. So it is a historical trace as to why we are where we are, Mm. but not historical in the sense of the usual boring history in 1802. No, we're (laughs) talking about modern day things and what has gotten us there. So things like why are we divided along issues of race and class, for example. Um, It is a very critical look at white liberals in particular and how white liberals, even though they're supposed to be helping, are actually not helping at all and are in the way of a lot of progress uh, mm-hmm. for, for people of color, black people in particular is, is what I focus on. I also look at the media mm-hmm. and the concept of fake news, um, you know, because, <laughs> uh, you know, in my view, when, when you look at the news, first of all, you generally have about 20 people on a panel analyzing the same issue, everybody's saying the same thing, mm. and everybody's talking about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I talk about the fake news mm-hmm. and you know how people should pay attention yeah. to that. Uh, I also look at the reasons that uh, Trump was elected. Mm. Perhaps one of the most controversial pieces is you know, I ask the Democratic Party to issue an apology to America for nominating Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think a lot of them want to do that. Yeah. If they're going to be, if they're keeping it 100, right? They they would. Uh, probably not such a good candidate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that that was the whole thing. So I talk about that. I talk about term limits and mm. then kind of um, the way forward. Interesting. So it sounds like you're really taking a lot of the real core political yes. issues yes. that are effect, affecting race, particularly yes. blacks in America. That's very interesting. You know, when I met you and, and started, you know, looking you up, you're actually from the Caribbean. I am. From Grenada. And, yes. And, and I have a lot of my closest friends are from the Caribbean. And so some of the things that we talk about is, you know, for me, I'm f- I'm former U.S. slave population mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. at its core. I mm-hmm. mean, my family came from Christensen County, Kentucky, mm. you know, down to Texas. One side, the other side came uh, through Louisiana. So I am, you know, I'm from slavery. Right. 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 And so my perspective always goes back to our former slave population because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, when you when you go through Mississippi and Louisiana and you know, parts of the South, right. uh, even in Texas, yeah. you still see a little bit yeah. of segregation. Georgia, you, Alabama, you see, you see segregation still, and you still sure. see what save, slavery left. Yeah. And so, 
that just happens to be the sickest population mm -hmm. in America, mm -hmm. happens to be the most uneducated population Correct. in America, Correct. and it's the poorest population yes. in America. And so, for me, I've always dreamed that one day we would we would see a government that says, if you're from that population, we're at least going to let you get some education. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. We're at least going to let you get some education. Correct. And try to make up for that time. And I'm, you know, I, as, you, as you know, I'm a pretty conservative guy, but... I think there are a lot of things that need to be mended um, when it comes to that. But as a Caribbean man, what's your perspective as uh, on those issues? Well, it's it's a different perspective in mm -hmm. that you know we didn't really have we didn't have slavery like there was slavery in America. There was slavery yeah. because of course there was colonization. Colonization, you Chicken know, so Haiti. was that. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, Haiti, <laughs> Haiti whooped Napoleon's. <laughs> yeah, that, that's and true. Took back the freedom. Took it baby. back. Right. <laughs> so there you go. My Haitian brothers and sisters. <laughs> so there, there, there was that. I mean, but we, you know, pretty much came from a piece where the island of Grenada, there are 120,000 people mm. on the entire island. Small island. A very small. <laughs> you did well in school. Hmm. Yeah, but if you did well in school, there are only so many places you can work hmm. in the bank. Well, not that many banks, <laughs> you know. I mean, so what are you going to do? Yeah. So it's always, you know, coming from nothing. Uh, so for me and for my family, America was the ultimate dream, mm. which is, and I talk a lot in the book about immigration. Yeah. I'm an immigrant. I'm a supporter of immigration. Mm -hmm. However, I'm talking about legal yeah. immigration because when we came to this country, it's you can't be sneaking in <laughs> and then expect that. So, you know, I talk about, so it's a different experience because when I came here and started going to school and it, it was just a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, I went to law school also at um, Oxford in the UK. Wow. And over there, again, completely different experience. Mm -hmm. But have I experienced racism in the US? Yeah, but you know what, for me, I can't, you know, let that yeah. just hold me down for the rest of my life. It's a very different, very, very different experience. No, you have a, a very interesting perspective, and obviously with your educational levels and uh, coming from where you came from, you know, capitalism has played Ooh, a yes. major um, Ooh, yes. factor in your life. And, yes. you know, when I look at these issues surrounding race, and I, and I say it all the time, you, you bring up the illegal immigration yeah. debate. And so something that, that has made me, you know, get further away from the left is the, is the point of I see billions of dollars being spent mm -hmm. to advocate for illegal immigration. They want to yeah. take ICE away. They want to yeah. do all of these things. But black men are getting locked up mm -hmm. for selling some weed. Yeah. And there's no focus on this. No, it's no. like they've completely alienated the interests of black folks to focus on increasing their electorate mm -hmm. by allowing more illegal immigrants mm -hmm. to come in. And it, mm -hmm. It's all political. It, 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 it is completely political, and that becomes the issue. And, and, and it is where Democrats kind of lose it because mm -hmm. what they're talking about basically is, y'all Americans, okay, that's fine. We appreciate that. However, the rights of illegals are yeah. much more important. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's not quite how this works. Unbelievable. So that that becomes a, a, a large part of the issue for me is, mm -hmm. you know, when we came, to, we came first to the Virgin Islands because yeah. that was a natural yeah. point of entry. Every year 
until um, we got citizenship, you would for a day have to leave St. Thomas and go over to the British Virgin Islands. Wow. Every year wow. you have to do yeah. that. And you'd also have to prove that you were not a burden to the U.S. Hmm. All that's gone away. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> you know, wow. we'll give you some taxpayer dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> that becomes the issue. And, and, and so, you know, you're a black man, you're here. You came here as an immigrant. Why is there so much pushback uh, against merit-based immigration? Because in a lot of respects, I think, that you, you hit the nail on the head, which is it is all political. Mm. It is all political. And I think the left believes that you just let them in and say, okay, here, I'll let you in now, vote for me, and that's it. Hmm. Because they understand they're losing a lot of um, their base. And that's a big, that's a big part of the issue. Mm -hmm. But merit base is the way to go. Yeah. Man, this is a, a fascinating discussion. You know, I had an opportunity uh, on Fox Business mm. on my last segment. Yes. Uh, you know, I was talking to one of the, you know, one of the m most premier democratic strategists. Uh, and, you know, the topic of race mm -hmm. continues to come up. It's either you're sexist, you're yep. racist, or you're homophobic. Yeah. I want you to check out this segment and give me your thoughts. Yeah. Republicans need to win. They will be running full steam backwards away from President Trump. And I think that was true in 2010 and 2014 for Democrats. And so, at the end of the day, I think this election, more so than any election we've had in a long time, will be determined by the mood of the country and on issues, not on the emotions of voters. Well, I, I would say the biggest issue, particularly when it comes to female voters, is do I feel financially secure? Do I feel comfortable about my job and my family's finances? And Jack Brewer, I think it's very hard for most people in this country to say, I, you know, I'm worse off now financially than I was a few years ago. I mean, we can't deny the facts. I mean, uh, Antoine, I respect you. I love your brother, but uh, I totally disagree. I, I mean, if you look at, at, at policy, I'm talking about policy. Uh, to, to paint sure. this broad picture, uh, to pretend that the policies of Donald Trump economically have not been good for people, it just isn't true. And I don't think that you can continue to push that narrative because if you look at the facts, there are, more, there are, less, there are less poor people, and that's what I care about, there are less poor people on food stamps today than there has been in a long time. And there are, there are more people that look like me and you working than in a long time. Martin Luther King marched for jobs. That's what jobs and freedom. And we got more jobs in this country. So I think, you know, the rhetoric is there. If you want to play on the emotion, if you want to bring in the race, racism, you want to bring in the sexism and all these other emotional things, yeah, we can talk about that. But if you're talking about pure policy, how can you, how can you ignore that? When he, the deregulation has clearly made an impact on this economy. The, the tax reform has clearly made an impact on this economy. I mean, if we would have talked about having 4% growth three years ago, we would have been laughed at. I know I wasn't expecting it, and now we're seeing it. I mean, so let's just keep it real and at least be honest about the situation I that we are in as a country. Listen, you won't find me um, having emotional arguments. I, I try to come with non-debatable facts. The fact of the matter is while the economy is doing well, it is because this economy started doing well under the previous president. And while the Republicans want to make the economic argument, every poll I've seen, every poll I've read, says that health care uh, will be the number one issue in this election. So, Doc, you, you saw my comments, man. Yes. What can we do to try to bring this country together 
and get this thing back on track? So a couple of things. I think number one, we have to be honest about what's actually going on in the country. I think that's number one because I think what happens. Is, Honesty. Yeah. Let's start with that. Who would, have, who would ever think of that? <laughs> well, and then I think too. You know, everybody's going on these talking points. Everybody, I've got these three things that I have to say. I think that's got to be out the window. The other thing is we have to hear people rather than simply listen to them because I think that's the other issue we have where we, we listen so that we're then trying to figure out what can we say to defeat that argument rather than hearing exactly what they're saying, which is the other part of the problem. We really, really have to be able to do that. And then finally, I think we have to respect each other's point of view. Yeah. Listen, we're, if, if people disagree all the time, and, and you know, if, if we really look at the issues, in a lot of cases, we have a lot more in common than we think, think we, we do. <laughs> but with all the talking points and all the noise and all of that kind of stuff, I gotta be right. <laughs> you know, rather than getting so until we get that there, it's going to be extremely difficult to no, do. No, I, I I think you're right, and it's unfortunate that you know from the left, and I feel it a lot. Yeah. You know, because I, I I come from a community where I'm a former athlete. Yeah. Right. And so this whole whether it's the kneeling debate, yeah, police officer debate, you know, I'm the national spokesman for the police athletic league. Yeah. And so folks look at me as, oh, you support police police officers? Yeah. I support police officers that abide by the law. law right. Right. That's exactly what. And it that's is. the vast majority yeah. of police yeah. officers that are trying to get back home to their right. families. Right. 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 And right. then we look at these communities. Most of these police officers don't even want to be police in these communities. No. Right. And you go and you sit down because I sit down. I've sit, sat down with dozens of police departments mm -hmm. and you sit down with these police departments and they all have the same issues. They don't have anyone to hire. No one is applying for the jobs. No one right. from the same communities right. that need to be protected, black folks, uh, us included, mm -hmm. we're not applying for the job. Right. But the second that something goes wrong, we want to complain wanna... about it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, there's different perspectives. And, you know, this whole kneeling debate, I've been front and center. Yeah. Right? I would kneel, but I understand. Yeah. And I don't blame anybody for protesting. This is America. You have the right, to, the do, right to do it. Do whatever you mm -hmm. feel. Now, mm -hmm. if your job passes a law that says you shouldn't do that or pass the rule, do it. then don't do it. And right. that's, and and that's, that's so go, simple. <laughs> that's simple, right? And so, you know, finally, though, I think and I hope that people around the country are understanding because you can look at both sides. Mm -hmm. some, of the, some of the biggest advocates for criminal justice reform are conservatives. Koch brothers. The Koch, the Koch brothers have put <laughs> yes, a lot of a money lot of their money into toward prison that. reform. Yeah. Right? I'm actually, yeah. I'm, I just started producing a documentary on recidivism. Yes. Uh, and, and so, you know, there's a lot of, on both sides of the aisle, of people, course. people are not okay with locking folks up. No. Right? No. The 13th Amendment was not meant yes. to enslave a new class of people right. through prison. That's right. not what it was meant no, for. That's and, exactly and we, right. And we need to fix it. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to also touch on something, man, because, you know, you always in the media, you see every time mm -hmm. there is a black kid shot by a white cop, mm -hmm. right? You see this all over the media. Yeah. Right? But now, finally, thank God, this cop, his name was Jason Van Dyke, out of Chicago, sicko, killed this young 16-year-old Laquan McDonald, mm. shot the boy 16 mm -hmm. times. Mm-hmm. 
right? 16 times. Talking about evil. It was on camera. Mm. And so, you know, this is a, a really um, emotional hearing, man. Yes. Especially for Chicago. We know what goes on in yeah. Chicago. I mean, you know, there's just, it's, it's, it, it is it's, what it is. It's a battle. And, and I don't like to always highlight the fact that people are shooting each other in Chicago. I like to talk about those mothers that lost their sons. sons. Yes. And those, and those parents that are afraid to send their kids to school yes. or, or don't know if the kids are going to be safe each and every day. Yeah, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. That's yeah. the majority of people. That's the real. Right, and so I just wanted to show this man and get your thoughts uh, on this trial because finally, you know, justice has prevailed. Yeah. Check this out. All rise for the jury. A white police officer from Chicago who shot and killed black teenager Lacan McDonald in October 2014 has been found guilty of second degree murder. The find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of second degree murder. Jason Van Dyke shot the 17-year-old 16 times. McDonald was pronounced dead at hospital. Although the jury found him not guilty of official misconduct, Van Dyke is likely to spend at least six years in jail. The shooting sparked widespread protests when dashcam footage from a nearby car was released a year after the incident. On Friday, campaigners said Van Dyke's sentence was too lenient. Murder suffices, period. Anything less than murder for what Jason Van Dyke did to Laquan McDonald would not be justice. The maximum, whatever the maximum sentence is, that's what we want to see. Prosecutors say it's the right result and justice has been done. This is a gratifying verdict. We are all pleased that we have been successful in our pursuit for justice for Laquan McDonald, for his mother, Tina, and for their family and friends. Other officers have also been charged, accused of covering up the shooting. The city prepared for the possibility of widespread protests, but for many of those who've been campaigning for the past four years, there was celebration rather than upset. That's tough, man. Yeah, that's tough. So you think, Dr. Chris, can this finally um, provide a shift in, uh, in all of these police officers being, being let off for, for shooting young black men? I think so. And I think in this case, what's different from a number of the cases that I've seen is a very meticulous prosecution. Hmm. In a lot of cases that I've seen, prosecution acted like, eh, well, all right, I gotta prosecute this case, but in this case, they told a story, they humanized him, hmm. which is very different than what has been done in the past. Interesting, interesting. Well, man, hopefully we uh, we can improve from this. Yes, I think it's a lot of folks. You know, no matter if you're white, black, green, or purple, don't matter. You don't like seeing anybody get shot in cold yeah. blood. Uh, well, well, Doc, this has been an amazing segment, man. It's been a man. pleasure, man. Man, it's been great. So just tell us, what, what's on the horizon for you? How can folks keep up with you? I know you got a big book releasing. Oh, yeah. You know, you're up to so much, man. I know me personally, I'm going to keep up with you. Hopefully you yes, join sir. us again. Of but, course. But tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Well, I've got a couple of things going on. I'm in discussion now with a couple of people about uh, a TV show based here in Florida. Can so. I be a guest? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, we're looking at doing that. Um, I'm looking at rolling out a cannabis tour. Nice. Um, and it's called The Politics of Cannabis, mm. looking at the law 
I mean, one of the things in South Florida, I, I own nine separate medical businesses. Mm. And I'm on the board of a company that does DNA testing wow. to determine how your body responds to cannabis. Mm. So interesting. <laughs> we'll be doing that. So I'm a big cannabis advocate. Yes. I obviously played in the NFL, man. Yes. I had nine surgeries in the league, had one after. Uh, and so you know, I definitely want to hear more about that. Yeah, because, I mean, people, you know, the cannabis thing, they have to rebrand that whole industry because <laughs> yeah. right now people are like, yeah, yeah. you just want to smoke weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? But yeah. they are, in fact, some medical uh, uses. And I can be, uh, all of my social media, it's at Dr. Chris Metzler. Y'all hear Pretty that? Easy. At Dr. Chris Metzler. Yes, sir. Yeah, and what else, man? Tell us, talking about anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it for that. that's it for now. I you love know. it, man. Yeah. I love it. Well, this has been a, an amazing, amazing it's been a pleasure. Man, this has been the real dirty truth, yes. right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Chris, thank you so much, pleasure. man. We're going to hear from our sponsors, GoRx.org. Thank you so much. Check out the next commercials, and we'll be right back. Since 2002, GTX Corp's wearable GPS technology has helped American families track what they love. With the new GPS Smart Soul and Invisibelt for Kids, you can conveniently monitor your children's whereabouts real-time from your smartphone using our app. Cell phones are easily lost or stolen, so we've designed our patented GPS technologies to be comfortably hidden inside your shoes or underneath your clothes. So bring your family peace of mind. Track what you love with GTX Corp. Aftermaster Studios has assembled one of the world's most renowned teams of sound engineers. Our technologies have resulted in some of the greatest musical productions in history. We are proud to bring our decades of sound mastering to your television. Our Aftermaster Pro improves the sound quality of your basic television, making it sound more like a movie theater. You never have to adjust your volume again. Purchase your Aftermaster Pro at Aftermaster.com. Welcome back, welcome back to Level Headed with Jack Brewer. This is Follow the Money. And this has been quite the week uh, in the stock market and overall business in our country. The jobs numbers came out. The unemployment rate came out. Both quite impressive. Um, unfortunately, expectations were not met uh, for the month of September. Uh, we actually came in at 138,000 jobs. It was expected that we would see uh, an increase of 185,000 jobs. And so, as a result, the stock market, as you can probably expect, came down a little bit. I think the S&P uh, lost about 1% uh, on the day. But, you know, we had positive news. The unemployment rate continued to tick down. Uh, we got down to 3.7% on the unemployment rate, which is the lowest in 49 years, almost 50 years. This is the lowest unemployment rate. Unemployment rates for blacks and Hispanics and Asians continue to come down as well. And this is just great signs for the economy. Um, I think you're continuing to see uh, the effects of the tax cut. Businesses are still hiring. Actually, a lot of businesses are having trouble hiring. You know, for the first time in decades, you know, over the last few months, we have more jobs than people actually applying. Uh, it's just it's something that doesn't happen in a normal scenario. And so the Trump economy is really, you know, going full speed ahead. Now, one thing that also happened that's interesting, 
the revisions. So if you don't know what that means, every month we have unemployment numbers, but those unemployment numbers are not completely official uh, until the month after when they're able to revise them. And basically it's a correction uh, in the number of jobs. And so in August, there was a huge revision uh, of almost 69,000 jobs. So last year, August, the August uh, jobs number came in at 201,000. Uh, it was just recently revised to 270,000. So a lot of jobs uh, increased in August. Uh, and as, as I said before, uh, this last number came in a little bit low, but we must keep in mind that we just went through, you know, massive hurricanes along the, the East Coast uh, in September. So that probably had a little bit of effect on our jobs number. And so moving on to other news in finance, as we follow the money, we got to talk about Elon Musk. This guy's antics just won't stop. Y'all check out the latest news here on Elon. Elon Musk is once again under fire for his use of social media. Today he tweeted, just want to say that the short seller enrichment commission is doing incredible work and the name change is so on point. Fundamentally, uh, he's not acting ethically on behalf of the shareholders because ethics is what you should do. Kerry Fields is a professor of business law and ethics at USC's Marshall School of Business. He can say these insults because he can, but it's not an ethical thing to do for the shareholders or the other stakeholders because it's reducing the stock price. Musk's latest tweet comes after he was forced to resign as chairman of Tesla's board because of his tweet from August. It read, am considering taking Tesla private at $420, funding secured. Musk later retracted the statement, but it was too late. The SEC said that tweet caused so much market confusion and turmoil that the Nasdaq had to stop trading for 90 minutes. The SEC sued and Musk agreed to resign his chairmanship but got to stay on as CEO. He's not acting as a CEO should and uh, it's evident that his board is not keeping him in check. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm speechless. It must be nice being a white billionaire tech guy who just don't give a damn. I mean, first off, you commit blatant fraud like that, putting out a tweet. You get off with a small slap on your wrist, $20 million to a guy that's a billionaire. It's all you had to pay. But then you come back and you mock the SEC. I'm sorry, black men don't do that. We can't do that. They lock us up for those type of things, guys. I don't know what to say. <laughs> this is follow the money. That what I just saw was ridiculous. Let's hear from our sponsors and thank you for tuning in. 780 million people do not have access to clean water and water technologies can help. Our ProCleanse water filtration purifies the water stores up to five gallons per unit. Perfect for any environment with clean water issues, including many underdeveloped countries, rural areas, and places that often experience natural disasters with no electricity. You know, folks are drinking contaminated water. Clean water from air when you need it the most. Visit us at greatwater.net. Our food brands are UNI, QUE, unique specialty foods for the entire family. Popsy Cakes are the world's first gourmet cupcake on a pretzel, which can be customized for any occasion. Our Jose Madrid's flavored salsa is made with only the finest natural ingredients. Christopher Street offers a unique line of wines, jellies, sauces, and more. And we can't forget our specialty, unique pizzas. Bring our unique foods to your kitchen today. Purchase direct at uniquefoods.co. 
Subscribe to Level Headed with Jack Brewer today on Google Play, Apple iTunes, download our app, or even check us out on Facebook. Thanks so much.